This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast where we talk about topics that affect your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Today we're talking about a fairly common surgical procedure, a hysterectomy. Our guest is a gynecologist at MidMichigan Health, Dr. John Lieberman. Health Dose asked Dr. Lieberman, when a patient comes to you as a candidate for a hysterectomy, how do you describe the procedure? Fundamentally, hysterectomy is removal of the uterus, and there are several different surgical approaches. There are different types of hysterectomy. Some people refer to hysterectomy as a either a total or a subtotal hysterectomy, or some people call it a partial hysterectomy. And actually, when we use those terms, it doesn't have anything to do with the ovaries. It really is more of a reference to whether or not the cervix comes out with the uterus. The vast majority of hysterectomies are done with removal of the cervix. Most surgeons feel that the the cervix is a a part of the uterus and it makes sense to remove it. And the surgical approaches typically are either an abdominal incision similar to a cesarean delivery incision on the lower abdomen, a vaginal approach where the entire procedure is done vaginally, or a laparoscopic or robotic approach where we use multiple small incisions with ports about the size of an ink pen, and we place a camera instruments through those ports in order to do the dissection. So how do you decide which of those techniques you're going to use? Well, I'm a little bit biased because I'm a robotic surgeon, and I do virtually all of my hysterectomies robotically. I find that it is the the least invasive and safest way to approach the surgery in the vast majority of cases and, you know, lower infection rates. My patients typically go home the same day. I don't keep them overnight in the hospital unless there's a compelling reason to do that. A lot less blood loss. Uh, most blood loss with robotic surgery is is absolutely minimal. So these patients get back to, to normal life fairly quickly. So I see a lot of advantages there. There are many gynecologists who are very good vaginal surgeons that do vaginal hysterectomies, and that is a very minimally invasive way to approach it as well. Why would someone need a hysterectomy? There are many indications for hysterectomy, but the most common one by far is fibroids, which are benign tumors of the muscle wall of the uterus. Some of them are fairly small and don't cause a lot of symptoms. Some will get very large and uh, can literally almost completely fill the abdominal cavity. The most common symptoms with fibroids are very heavy menstrual bleeding, pelvic pain, pain with periods, and the sensation of having kind of a mass effect in the abdomen, a sensation of abdominal bloating. Other indications, obviously endometriosis and chronic pelvic pain are a common indication for it as well. Another indication that I see very commonly but doesn't get talked about or it is not real common knowledge to people is a condition called adenomyosis, which is a, actually a version of endometriosis where the lining of the uterus grows in the muscle wall of the uterus and causes a disruption of the function of the uterus itself. So those women typically have exceptionally painful periods, often very heavy bleeding with their periods as well, and they respond very well to hysterectomy. Is it also something that you deal with when a person has cancer? Being a general gynecologist, I don't manage gynecologic malignancies typically. I do sometimes see them and It is a procedure that is done for many gynecologic cancers by a gynecologic oncologist. 
almost all types of gynecologic malignancies will respond favorably to a surgical intervention, which typically involves a hysterectomy. You know, it totally depends on the stage of the malignancy and the type of cancer. Outside of cancer, which is a different set of problems for, you know, on top of the hysterectomy, what does recovery look like for your typical hysterectomy patient? Yeah, for for typical hysterectomy patient, when done robotically, they are done as outpatient surgeries, go home the same day. I generally recommend my patients mostly take it easy for about one to two weeks. And then after that, they can gradually begin to reintroduce most of their normal life activities, just kind of limiting heavy lifting, real strenuous activity for about four to six weeks. But most of them are, are back to what they normally do within a couple of weeks which is a real ad- advance from what we, we used to do in terms of opening patients for hysterectomies and where it is usually a six to eight week recovery. What changes for a woman post-surgery? Yeah, most obviously they're not going to have periods anymore. And uh, the lack of the uterus generally results in a resolution of whatever kind of gynecologic issues they were having. If it was endometriosis, it's usually a resolution of the pain issues that they probably were, were experiencing. For fibroids, especially very large fibroids, many of those women, it is a really a life-altering procedure in the sense that they, they have eliminated their very, very heavy periods that in some cases even have required blood transfusions. They don't have that abdominal bloating and mass effect sensation anymore. So a lot of those things are are very liberating for people um, once they've had the procedure done. But other changes, you know, if the if the patient is requiring removal of the ovaries, which is not terribly common, the guidelines out there recommend that, that women keep their ovaries the vast majority of the time. But if the ovaries are removed, then that makes a, a patient menopausal if they weren't already. So surgical menopause sometimes will require treatment with some hormone replacement therapy. Do most women, do all women need hormonal therapy after a hysterectomy? No, if the ovaries remain in place, the woman will continue to make her own hormones in sufficient quantities to not necessitate hormone replacement therapy. Women who are approaching menopause and have a hysterectomy sometimes do require hormone replacement therapy, though. You know, one of the things that that I always warn my patients about uh, after hysterectomy is that at some point they'll go through menopause, they just won't have their periods to rely on to tell them when that happens. It'll be more of the other symptoms like hot flashes and night sweats and sometimes mood disruptions. And, And at that point, we can consider providing some hormone replacement therapy for them. That is Mid Michigan Health Gynecologist Dr. John Lieberman. As always, if you have health concerns, the place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. And to learn more about women's health and treatments and services available at MidMichigan Health, go to midmichigan.org slash OBGYN. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon. We'll bring you another episode of Health Dose.